Mai Kako, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Moana Nui podcast. Today is a little bit special as we have two guests with us. We are joined by Brian Lambert and Lawrence King. Brian is the award-winning lead contributing writer at Wingless Entertainment. He specializes in bringing diversity to action-adventure, fantasy, and sci-fi worlds. When not writing or editing, Brian works on creating a functioning lightsaber so that he can pass the Jedi trials. Lawrence is one of the strongest men around. He's a power weight lifter, but he's also the CEO and owner of Constant Hustle Comics and the writer and creator of Avery the Amazing and The Last Line. You can find Brian at Wingless Comics on Facebook and Lawrence at Constant Hustle Comics on Facebook. And then you can also find them on Instagram at Brian underscore Wyckoff underscore Lambert and at Constant Hustle Comics. You can also find them uh, via their website at www.winglesscomics.com and constanthustlecomics.com. We will also have all of those links in the show notes. Yeah, Lawrence in the building and we got Brian. What's up, fellas? What's How going on? on? Thank you for having us on. How you guys doing? Thank you so much for having us. No, I'm excited. I'm excited um, because I feel like this is a great time for collaboration and building within the community. And in general, we're going through some difficult times, right? But I feel super inspired and motivated whenever I see, you know, people in our community pulling together um, and doing you know, finding ways to find positivity throughout all this madness. So um, I'm really excited to highlight Nightfall, um, your project that's, you know, currently live right now on Kickstarter um, as an example of how, you know, group economics works and collaboration between um, independent creators. So thank you. Wow, that was a pretty good intro. I don't even know how to... um... I was like, I was like, is that us or uh, is she talking about? You know what I'm saying? I was guy? like, man, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, man, who's she bringing on next? Because uh, <laughs> wow, that's pretty good, right? Until she no, said, Nicole, I, I was mean, like, oh, maybe that, that is like, gonna be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Amazing. Can't wait to meet these dudes. <laughs> no, I, I think it's really important to, you know, sometimes step back and understand the perspective of your position um, and what, you know, you create. Like, sometimes we just look at it as like, oh, I'm just creating comics. It's a project that I'm doing. But like, really, it's something that has an impact. And whether people choose to acknowledge it or not, you are trailblazing in areas where we are unfortunately have not been uh, represented well, right? I think the three of us can probably agree to that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You know, what's what's yeah. not weird about it, but what's, in my opinion, really significant is like, um, it's not easy regardless. This has not been, I was actually speaking with, um, with some uh, high school students earlier today, and um, this has not been like a quick process. We didn't decide to do this last month and then like run into it. We, you know, this is, eight, nine, 10 months in building, eight, nine, 10 months producing and talking and writing and me pissing off Lawrence and, and me pissing off BD, uh, you know, our other partner from Concept Moon, you know, frankly, like th th these are real things. Like you can have disagreements and still continue business. You can have disagreements and keep pushing forward, but like, don't act like they're not going to happen because they are. Um, and I think that's one part that gets lost in when people 
do that initial phase, right? You do that initial phase, oh, we're going to build, and everybody's happy because it looks really like the idea you all have in your head is really great. And then you have to start making it happen. Like, it's like, um, what's that? Uh, like Henny Penny, right? Like, she was the one who, like, went out and she wanted to make some bread, so she had to, like, plant the grain, and then the grain had to grow, and then she had to cut it and uh, do all this other stuff, right? So when you get the idea to make the bread, make a comic, great. But then you have to go and sow the seeds, and then you have to wait water, and then wait for them to grow, and all, all of that production part of it is super difficult. It's not an easy task. Otherwise, you know, everybody would do it. And just kind of keeping committed to the project as a whole um, and yeah. not letting your foot off the gas is super important. Yeah. Um, not losing faith in yourself. Um, and even when it seems like, you know, oh man, I might lose faith in the team and in anything, you're going to have doubts. You're going to doubt whether or not it's going to be good or people are going to accept it. But then just kind of sticking to that part inside of you that says don't let go is super important. And that's what's actually going to see you through um, to the end. And to where, I mean, we're not even at the end now, honestly, but to where we are now, we've been running this campaign two weeks going on a year and a half. Uh-huh. Because this is the longest campaign in the history of campaigns, I feel like. Sweet, sweet um, Jesus. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, again, sticking to, to to what the principle that you started the idea with is what sees you through all, all the, the phases of it. Yeah, Lawrence, it sounded like you were going to chime in on something with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, first, I want to say uh, uh, I want to make sure we uh, mentioned early in this about uh, BD and uh, Concept Moon Studios. Oh, they're another partner in it, but he's in a different time zone, so couldn't be here with this today. And um, uh, and I just want to agree with Brian. He, he's one hundred percent right. It, it's it's uh it's something like this. It's kind of like bringing three Stan Lees into a room and saying, "Okay, you three guys, you know, show your characters' weaknesses and faults and strengths, and find out how to make these things work where you can't showcase, you know." your character all the time somebody else has to take the front seat here and somebody else has to take the front seat there and things of that nature and it it can be it can be it can be a uh it can be trying it could be it can be involved but you you have to believe in the project enough to stick with it to get you to the point that we're at now definitely because everybody wants to make a comic book nobody wants to write everybody wants to make a comic book but everybody wants to make a comic book off your dime. Mm-hmm. Once you start making comics, everybody's like, hey, I would love to make a comic book. Oh, well, you know, it's a bit of a financial uh, 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 commitment. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on all that. I thought, no, no, bro, it ain't me. I ain't doing that for you. You believe in you, you be, you're, you're willing to do what you feel is necessary to get things done. So it's, it's, the, uh, 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 it's the idea that three people who can get things done on their own who are honest and true, we're getting work done, regardless of differences, come together and make something work. That's the bit that that has been the biggest that, that has been the biggest thing I've taken away from this. That and the fact that I learned, am learning and can learn so much from uh, Brian and from BD from the way they do their thing, that'll help me in doing my thing. Yeah, those are, are very good raw feedback for anybody who's, you know, thinking about doing this either by yourself as your own, you know, production or, um, you know, venturing into this, um, you know, joint partnership type of deal. So how did the three of you guys find each other um, and arrive at the decision to do this crossover um, and work together? So we've actually known each other, I don't know, basically for me since I got into the business, you know, so I got into into doing comics, you know, from novel writing 
maybe like two years ago now on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, one of the first people I met was like, I met Chris Williams. He's probably like the first guy I kind of worked with. And then like Greg, Elise, and then um, through some mm -hmm. other partnerships and some other people I was working with, um, I met Lawrence and shortly after that, I met BD as well. And so um, we had mm -hmm. always kind of, we talked, we were always cool, commenting back and forth. Um, I read their issues, they read mine kind of stuff. Um, and just a real, at the at the time, like originally, like just a real cordial, cool, like we just all got along. I got the opportunity to kind of branch out from what I was originally doing to doing to, to doing what I'm doing now. Um, and I, I decided to start Wingless Comics about a year ago. And uh, I just had this idea, man, I've always wanted to do this really grand, yeah, I love the old X-Men crossovers and I like X of Swords as well now, because that's one of the newest ones and it's pretty amazing. But I love, right. you know, Extinction Agenda, Executioner's right. Song, Phoenix. Like, it had these, like, big world feel. I'm also a big DC guy, so I like some of these big, big you know, multi-layer crossovers. And I had an opportunity to write one or to start one. And um, BD and, and, and Lawrence were the first people I hit up when I was like, yo, so I got this idea. You know, I know this is your character. You know, do you trust me? Like, let me let me play with it a little bit. I know this is not the normal, but let me play with it a little bit. I'm gonna send you the pages. You know, you tell me what you think. Um, and, and thankfully and luckily, both of them um, trusted my vision as they continued reading pages. You know, on and on and on. And um, I'm the rest of time history it was it was that part of it, right? And like I said, we've been in this campaign for a year and a half, um, just that Kickstarter because it feels that long. But the original part of pitching and coming up with the ideas and deciding to do it was pretty effortless, man. It was pretty, um, pretty flawless. And, and I, you know, I guess to their credit, because they trusted what I wanted to do as a, as an author and as a writer and as a creator. And, and I didn't really betray the ideas that they had infused into their properties, into their characters. Because it's like three different studios in this together, right? Like, how do you, I'm not sure I'm clear on this, but how did you guys decide, like, how you guys were going to publish it? Like, does it come under just one or are you guys doing like a multiple publishing type thing huh what does that look like for you guys so technically it's a wingless comics production right like i okay. mean the, the large banner of the publishing part of it but it's uh, one of those in cooperation with and in cooperation mm. with so that obviously all right you know everybody keeps their own rights and you know because that stuff can get kind of muddy if you have somebody shady right. right if you have somebody shady they're like oh no nah, avery is mine for use in this and this and this. And it's like, no, nah, that's that's never been the case. The case has always been, it literally is three studios coming together. The publishing banner in terms of who put out um, has been wingless just because that's the publishing part, but that's not the production, that's right. not the ownership, that's not the rights part of it. It's, it's like when Warner Brothers puts out a movie and you've got three other studios under it that really did it, you know, uh, wingless, yeah. you know, fortunately, thankfully, whatever, gets to be the banner to make it easy. Yeah, that was a question I was kind of asking for myself too, because I have a you know a project that I have in works and just trying to you know navigate that. How do you <laughs> how do you decide who's going to do what? Because I mean, it's clear that the team like we definitely want to do this right. Everybody's in, you know invested in the project like you are, and so I wanted to ask that question for anyone who might be thinking about this because um, we have also been asked um, by our friend, um, you guys know him, TJ Sterling. He's like, oh, we should do some crossover stuff, you know? And I was like, ooh, I don't even know how to approach that. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down, right? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah of course, of right. course. Of course, uh, it's just, know, I think it's just this... frank conversations up front is what I think it is. Frank conversations 
about how everything should should be split, how everything, who's taking care of what. If you have those conversations up front and nobody brings their ego into those conversations, then anything could work. I mean, think about it like this. You're building worlds in your mind. If you can build a universe in your head, then you can make this type of thing work. It's really, really, in comparison to the two, it's really, really not that difficult. Just you need to have a frank conversation. Who's going to pay for what? How's this going to happen? You know, uh, thankfully for me, I already knew the artist that uh, uh, that Brian wanted to uh, or said it was going to use. So I was cool there. I knew, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. I knew the colorist. I was like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. So I, I didn't I didn't have to worry about the overall quality of the product. And I knew Brian, I know Brian and I know BD. So before anything other other part of the conversation happened, I knew I didn't have to worry about the quality of the product because I know who I'm working with. Yeah, that definitely, you know, goes to the trust and the reputation that, um, you know, each of the creators has. And, you know, I, I would think that um, that probably played a lot into the decision of, who, you know, who you were going to be teaming with and, and all that. Because I don't know if you if you guys are like this, but for me, I'm like, my, my name and my rap is everything. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We're at a place where um, we, we are our comics, right? So I've had a couple yeah. people that, you know, and just in the last couple of days, they were like, why weren't you doing more podcasts? Why haven't you done more lives? Because we are, are our comics. Now, our products mm-hmm. individually, you know, all of our comics you know, speak for themselves. They look good. They do what they do. But but we're not Marvel. We're not DC. We're not Image. You know, and even if you think about Image, Image is Image because of Lee Feld and McFarlane and Lee. You know, what I mean, you have those names attached, and people were like, "Oh, why don't I go do this?" Because if you look at Dreamwave Studios, which is an amazing studio, it even took them some time. They had to have a ton of money, an influx of money for people to buy their comics, even though they look amazing. But they had no real tag to go with it. They had no real personal interest. So with us going into it, you know, honestly, my mind was always, and, and I stay like this, like, I feel like whatever I do is going to survive on its own. Uh, so I don't go in there with like ego of who's going to shine the best or who's going to do in any project. I always feel like if you're, if you're writing from your heart, you're creating from your heart, it's going to do what it's supposed to do regardless. So then I look at, at Constant Hustle, right? And I see um, what really drew me, honestly, and I've never even told Lawrence this, but what drew me to Constant Hustle and wanting to do it was the um, cover for Astronauts Chosen. I love that cover. The yeah. first cover reveal, I was like, yo, I mess with this. Like, I like it a lot, right? And so I said, okay, there's a quality there that I can, you know, deal with, you know, that I, that, that I want to deal with. Let me see what we're going to do. You know, let me see what I can do. Um, and through talking to BD, you know, at the time, because I had pledged to his campaign as well. And um, with the characters Prime and Sakari that are that are in Nightfall, they hadn't debuted yet. Right. But through talking to BD and his passion for his characters, and his world and what he wants to build and, you know, on and on and on. It was enough for me to say, OK, he cares about his name and his characters enough. Lawrence cares about his name and his characters enough. Like I care about my name and my characters enough we're going to be three halves or three pieces of a whole. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to pull my weight because I know I want Wingless to be great. Lawrence is going to pull his weight because he knows he wants Constant Hustle to be great. BD is going to pull his weight because he wants Constant uh, Moon to be great. So, you know, getting that kind of like-mindedness is important. And, And being able to, we're all artists, but being able to put that pride and that ego away, which I will admit is not necessarily easy for me, it's important. That's what makes it, you know, that's what makes it 
possible to do any of it, to have that free conversation, to have everything annotated and say, hey, these are the percentages. These are, uh, you know, uh, uh, these are, this is how much production is going to cost all of it. So the, <laughs> the process for me was uh, Brian told me about the story. He, we had conversations on how Avery could fit in that story, like not just show up in a, in a panel and then fly off in the sky, but actually fit Avery's actions. How would Avery's actions make a difference to the story? What is Avery's real purpose for being in the story? Because basically Avery sees one of the other characters in the story and responds to that character like Avery would Avery's sister. And if you read the first uh, uh, Avery number one, the whole thing is predicated behind basically her little sister. Yep. So her actions are because of that. And he fit that in there to where it made sense instead of, like I said, instead of it being, you know, some people just in there to be in there. Right. It, it actually made sense. And we spoke, we spoke whenever, whenever he saw I was online, he would send me something. Hey, what about Avery in this situation? What about Avery in that situation? Did you read the pages? Did you read the story? Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what you think about that. So even if I wanted to be a hands-off in the process, he didn't <laughs> allow me to be hands-off in the process. No, that, that worked out perfectly for me. So for people who don't know about Avery, what can like give them a, a brief, you know, like uh, overview of who she is, and tell us a little bit about her character. All right. Well, Avery is a uh, 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 is our icon character, Constant Hustle Comics. Avery is uh, a bit of a trailblazer. Avery was uh, uh, she's gender fluid in herself, so she doesn't or they don't identify as everyone else does. Mm -hmm. Avery opted to go into Marine Force Recon, where at the time, Avery wouldn't have been allowed to go. Avery was involved in, in, in missions and involved in, in things that changed Avery's life while dealing with those over in the war. Basically, Avery is a savior of people who need it. Avery is a, 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 Avery's that person who runs blindly. I'll give you a perfect example. So... I think pretty much everybody here has seen Batman versus Superman, right? Don't judge me for using that as an example, by the way. <laughs> but in in the in the uh, in the beginning, when Bruce Wayne was traveling through Metropolis trying to get to his people in Wayne Enterprises, and everybody else was running away from the smoke, and Bruce Wayne just ran right into it. Yeah, that's Avery. That's Avery in a nutshell. Avery, Avery. When it comes to a situation like that, Avery would respond exactly the same way. But the most important thing to Avery is family. And her little sister is everything to them. So uh, I, I hope I hope I'm answering it correctly. But no, I mean, there is no correct the, answer. The, the, <laughs> the first arc is gonna cover oh okay, okay. Well the first arc for Avery is gonna cover Avery and her sister and the situation they come into and how she comes into her power their powers because I didn't want to make it so as soon as you see Avery, she's already powered up and you know and yeah. ready to go in the first three pages. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it like that. So the first, the first book is just figure out who Avery is. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow burn. I must admit, it's a slow burn. But uh, uh, projects like this show off a time jump for Avery, as in what Avery is capable of in this timeline for Nightfall, as compared to where Avery starts. And then even where she ends is going to be something completely different as well. 
Yeah, I like that you um, use the marine um, influence for her. Um, were you a vet yourself, or did you know someone who was a vet that was a marine? Oh, not 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 a marine, but uh, my daughter's in the air force right now, and she's over in you know in the Middle East. My wife was in the Navy. My okay. dad was in the Navy. Uh, we got people all on both sides of the family that have been in from the army. The only per person we don't have is a Marine. We've got every other branch other than Marines. So I've known plenty of them. Right. Yeah. And work with a bunch of them right now. I do work with some Marines right now. Yep. And the way you have her going into the fire, that's definitely a Marine for sure. Uh, <laughs> my husband's a Marine, so I'm very familiar with, uh, you know, their, their mindset and their, their grit. I will say that. Um, so Brian, tell us a little bit about the other character um, in Nightfall, which comes out of your house, um, Justice. Right. I'm very fortunate, honestly, <laughs> to work on Justice. Um, I'll say even like it's my creation, yeah. right? But uh, all of us in comics realize that we're fortunate. Justice, he was created out of, we've all seen, it's, it's Halloween, right? So we've all, spooky season. We've all seen movies, The Exorcist, uh, Legion, like all these movies right so whenever someone goes up against like a demon or something that's supposed to be like true evil or whatever right they always end up being like god please help and i i need you and like they're punks right well like, like i remember watching um you know christopher walken is going Shh, and people are like catching on fire and it's like some cool shit right like the bad guys get to do all this cool stuff and like the good guys always like oh please lord i wish you'd help me please and that's it like they don't ever get to do anything cool so like justice came out of my desire. Um, again, if you view Christianity uh, as a mythology, like any other mythology, right? You've got a war that happens in the heavens. Ooh. So like war is contained of war. Oh my God, Probably you know? So yeah, I love that. I always wanted to do that. Like I wanted to create a character. Like if you've got two sides that are at war, then you've got generals, you've got warriors on both sides. I wanted this to be a warrior. I wanted him to be badass. I wanted him. I, for every action, there's an equal reaction, right? So if you've got this, if we, even in our current society right now, feel like the world is steeped in darkness, like all these things are happening, there's gotta be that opposite. There's gotta be that other side. Mm. Uh, and so justice is is that, you know, justice, his name is justice, you know, his, his superhero name is justice, but his actual name is Othniel, which literally translates to Lion of God. He is the left hand of God, so he's God, literal justice on earth and you know he's here to balance the scales he's come down for a, a multitude of reasons the when you see him in justice number one and justice zero the reason he's there is because the voice of god has gone missing and so hmm. he's got to find it uh as we see him in nightfall i don't want to say it's like the continuing adventures of justice but it is um this is after whatever has gone down with the voice of god and and however that ends obviously i'm not going to spoil it but it's it's a later period in time it's it's like like long it's a little bit of time jump to see okay some th things have happened some things have changed some things have progressed and this is where we are now uh and and so as avery is the icon the hero power of a dwarf star over it okay. you know constant hustle Justice is the flagship. He is the Dark Avenger. He is the Black-winged hero of English comics. I like how you're you're playing um, on that balance because it's such a crucial thing to all good storylines. Is you know, there's like you, you like you mentioned the equal and opposite reaction to anything really in, in existence and playing with that kind of yin and yang thing too. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and I also hate like well, I don't hate 
because I love them. But like, I hate Japanese horror movies because there's like never a way to win, right? You watch The Grudge and it's like, no matter what you do, you follow the rules, you do your thing. Like you still lose. And that's always like really gotten on my nerves, right? Like even though they're dope movies and I really? love them. I don't like not being able to win, bro. I don't hate it. She can come out of the TV on me and I can't like punch her in the face. Like there's no way for me to win. So I've always wanted that. Like I always, I, like, don't, I, I, I like I, something like that. I, I must admit, I like some, uh, I can understand where you're coming from, but 99.9% .9 of the time, whatever evil is coming out your TV is probably a little too much for you, bro. Not you. See, I know <laughs> but, you're a superhero. I'm talking about period. <laughs> but, but for the normal person. Yeah, no. But see, that's, uh, again, that's my thing. And that's what I love about it. Like I said, I love, I love those movies because they are like that, right? But I always, again, let's mythology based. If something got the power to come out of a TV from somewhere, right? I don't know where, but let's say it got the power to come out of a TV from somewhere. So there's got to be the equal opposite power somewhere that someone could find, right? You know what I mean, and be able to fight. I love the, duality is what makes humanity really. Mm -hmm. Duality right. is everything. You know what I mean. So I love right. being able to play on that. And, and I've had people ask me before, you know, oh, how do you write a religious comic and blah 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 blah. And I have to tell them like, hey man, Spawn isn't a religious comic. It deals with Christian themes. It deals with religious themes. But it's not a, a, a Christian or a religious comic. Justice is the same way. Whatever my personal beliefs are or somebody else's personal beliefs are, I am all about it 100%. Go ahead and have those. But this comic is a way to explore the duality and, 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 and explore humanity from an outside set of eyes. You, you know, I imagine Justice doesn't understand everything humans do the way they do it. Yeah, he's presenting himself as a human. But beneath the flesh, like I, right. I always make make sure like people know, like I, you know, he'll say, like, I'm the line of God. Like, so beneath the flesh, he might be presenting himself as a black man in 2020. And 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 everything that goes along with that, he's dealing with that in reality. But at the end of the day, when we're getting into the inner recesses of his mind, he's presenting himself as a human black man in 2020. But he's this other thing. And, and that's something to be explored. That's something to explore the human condition with. I like that. That's very intriguing. It definitely makes me want to check out <laughs> the story more. <laughs> um, and I hope that's happening for, you know, those who are listening, because I always like new takes on, um, you know, religion and, and um, gods and, and how people, it's a, a lot of times it's like people seeking purpose and meaning, right? And how, if there really are gods, why don't we get more help, right? So I think that's why right. we also have a super... Super. And how, how can you how, how can you not explore that? How can you not? You have such a wide open idea. It, it, just in what you just said, if there's if there are if there are gods, how come we don't get more help? You can come up with a comic book completely right out of that. Yeah. How, how how can you not explore that? How the idea of superheroes themselves explores that idea. Well, if God's around, then God would be able to help, would would help, and you wouldn't need. Superman, or you wouldn't need justice, or you wouldn't need, you know, anybody. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't need the heroes of the Wild Card Chronicles. You wouldn't need anybody because he'd be able to take care of it. But the fact that yeah. you have superheroes leans to that to that idea. You know, we we these people are coming down and helping us on their own when they don't even have to. Mm -hmm. Justice doesn't have to help anybody. He doesn't have to. Avery doesn't have to, but they take it on themselves as a moral obligation to do so. And then where does that come from? Where does that end? When does yeah. that moral obligation end? Yeah, there was, I think um, Brian made the comment on 
Mike's show that like I wrote down because I was like, oh, let's let's pull this thread a little bit more. Um, you said something to the effect of no one wants to be a superhero all the time. You know, like what are the effects on the body and the people around them? Are these sacrifices worth it? So how would you respond to that for Avery or for um, for justice? Like so for for justice specifically, and mine will be really I mean, short for me anyway. But for justice, um, I think you kind of see some of the effects of that. If you kind of get out of your literal mind, again, this is a guy and, and I've dropped in quotes and in different things within the book, right? So he's um, one of the, like my famous ones are, you know, he was the one who brandished the flaming sword and blocked the gates of Eden. You know, he guarded the, the Israelites in the first Passover, you know, blah, 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 like those kinds of things, right? So that would mean that at least as far as like our quote unquote human understanding goes, like he's been there from the beginning. But when you first meet him in issue zero, he's coming down to earth. So, you know, is there a time period where he wasn't doing it, where he was like, I'm done. Obviously that'll be something that's explored and what was going yeah. on and some of the, what, what, what are human intervening times. But, um, you know, as far as justice is concerned, I guess if I was answering for him, right, he'd say like, I, I you know, I guess I get the moniker of hero or superhero, but mm. justice is my duty. It, it, it's what I was created for. So all I'm doing is what I'm created for as long as that's my calling. And when it's not, then I won't. A Avery was put in uh, uh, in that situation. It, once again, being, you know, even past the military background, she learned, she learned MMA while inside to deal with the frustration she had. And then being unjustly put out of the military she decided to go into the ring and do that on her own once again to learn how to effectively deal with her anger. So when she's when when they're bestowed with their powers, it's just another level to that. But the the race that bestow her with those powers teach them how to use them and how to be how to have that duality between your mind and your body. Any superhero can rage through a building. Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, uh, pick up a truck or, or w whatever the case may be. But to know the ramifications of what happens when you do that or to be within your right mind to know this particular person, you, you're not fighting an A1 villain. You're not fighting Lex Luthor in his cyber suit all the time. You know, sometimes you're fighting somebody that doesn't even need that much. Sometimes you could just talk someone out of what they plan on doing. Right. Avery, her biggest... Uh, uh, or their biggest um, obstacle is learning that. So we follow Avery as Avery learns that side of it. So when she gets, when they get tired of doing what they're doing, they remember why they're doing it. And you have to read it in order to get what I'm saying, but right, they right. remember why they're doing it. And that's what pushes them along. But no, I mean, nobody would want to be, you know, want to be doing that all the time. Superman doesn't want to be saving people from a burning building all day every day no batman doesn't want to do what he's doing all day every day you know icon or whoever rocket whoever you want to say they don't want to be doing that all day every day what you have to establish is that other side because people want to read that other side as well yeah what happens when they come down from that high of defeating the bad guy think about if Zack snyder or, or would have focused on that in man of steel and i love man of steel but by the end of Man of Steel, he had basically wrecked an entire city. And they just kind of glossed over that part and then kept rolling with everything else. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to cover that part of it as well, I feel. 
Yeah, like the consequences of the actions part. And I also like the way you started Avery because you, um, you know, you focused on like who is Avery and, and kind of her backstory, um, which helps you to better appreciate a character, you know, once they become of, you know, superhero kind of thing when they reach that. It's more relatable for people who are reading, right? Like, cause yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, movies and things about the, the superhero aspect, but who are they as a person? What what caused them, what led them to, you know, the decisions that they made and, and who they eventually become. I think those are the key parts of a story. And as a writer, for me, that's definitely um, stuff that I like to flush out. But kind of touching on what you guys talked about a little bit earlier was like, you know, how do you ensure that like each character, you know, when you're doing a crossover, their stories are represented fairly and, you know, incorporated in a way that makes sense to the story, but then still gives them, you know, like their opportunity to shine. And I think that's something that's done well. The, the Avengers, right? Like there's a whole gang, a big cast, right, in that movie. But everybody got their their chance to shine. You got to feel your love for each of those different characters. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, like how you guys incorporated that into into Nightfall. Well, Brian did a great like, job of that. Uh, I, I have to admit, Brian did a great job of that. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, so honestly, when I went into writing, um, the the first thing I thought, um, having we're in the indie community. The indie community is small. Yeah. So we've all seen posts where somebody's like, oh, my character can lift 100 tons and it can fly around the sun and it does this and that. I bet nobody can beat it. Right. And then you have the 30 other people that come in and like, well, my character can destroy a whole guy. And you get that whole thing where everybody's character is better than everybody else's. Obviously, because we love our creations. I tend to shy away from those because you're never going to win that. There, there's no way for anybody to win that. Oh, my character can beat Superman. No, it can't because nobody can. Like, even if it could, like, no one can. It, it doesn't, you know, the politics of it. Right. So when I went in writing Nightfall, again, it's it's pride and ego, right? And pride or ego would make it where, okay, Justice has got to be the dopest. Every panel, he's always got to get the upper hand. He's always got to be, you know, if somebody else is there with him, he's got to shine. That's like, that's pride and ego. But is that good storytelling? No. Sometimes right. you have to be willing for your character, and not that it happened, but you have to be willing for your character to take an L. For another character to shine. You know, you have to be you have to be comfortable taking a back seat sometimes so somebody else can drive. Reading through Nightfall, and again, this is without any spoilers or saying anything, Avery is a major driving force of the entire story. Avery is a vehicle of the story. If I'm writing, if it's published by Wingless Comics, the people who know Wingless Comics already know Justice. They know Wingless Comics. They know what to expect. They know what kind of character he is. I don't need to highlight him and him to be great. Um, everybody can, I love combo moves. I love, I love combo moves before there were a thing in Marvel movies and in movies, right? I love combo moves going back to WWF, not E, F, <laughs> WWF, okay? So um, me and my brother used to talk, you know, stories and stuff in the kitchen when we're doing dishes as kids, making up our own finishers and, oh man, I would do this and then we get them in a 3D, you know what I mean? And, and all of that. So, so, so putting all those elements together, those fun elements, that we all, you know, I still remember the SmackDown episode where all nine of the big, you know, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Rock, Kurt Angle, Jericho, that one episode where everybody came out and did their finisher. So everybody looked dope. Booker T right. getting the kick in the spinner room. Like everybody looked so clean, right? And of course you ended with Austin being the last man standing because he got the last summer off and blah, blah, blah. But 
everybody looked dope, right? And and I'll, I'll never forget that. That for me was just as iconic as the end of Avengers. You know, it was like, oh snap, everybody gets to do their thing. And that's how I approached Nightfall in terms of writing. Like, okay, we've got this story, but we're gonna get to the end here. And at the end, everybody gets to show out. Everybody gets to do something. So what is this something that I wanna write for everybody to where they're equally dope? I can promise, right? Like, is it her first? In Avery's first appearance in issue four, when we get to it, bruh, it's so like it's so dope. And I wrote it specifically for that reason, like specifically for it to be that. What Prime does towards the very, very end of issue five, no one is gonna be, no one is gonna see coming, like no one's prepared for it, but it's dope because everybody deserves their due. Everybody um, has put in the work to be where we are. And I wanted to honor that. Um, and I think that's really translatable to, um, you know, while your character gets to shine, it's it's also great for like all of you three as creators to be to be shining together and combining, um, I guess, fan bases and and folks to discover other characters that they may not have known about, right? Um, that's what I, I kind of like about what I've been seeing in the indie community, you know, doing things like this with podcasts and, you know, having folks come on to like chat and draw with that Mike's doing is like, oh, I didn't you know, even know about these other creators in the independent community. And I am in the community, right? So can you imagine like just how much is unknown by folks who are not even in the community, right? They're like, oh, you know, a lot of folks, especially people of color, right? Because we have yeah. not traditionally been represented in this medium. Yeah, uh, I don't do comics. Why, why would I like comics? Like, dude, there's this whole <laughs> place that's like just for you, right? Like, it's not Marvel, it's not DC, no. But this is the like this stuff is is what you want, you know? Like, this is where where it's happening. Right, right, yeah, right. Um, it's not Marvel, and it's not DC, but I, you know, DC and Marvel would would do well to listen to to some of the indie creators out there. There's yeah. some fresh new projects i can okay hey i got a pitch for you so it's about motorcycle clubs it's about magic it's about mysticism and it's about hierarchies there's not a comic a marvel or a dc comic out there like that and they're like well oh man well who's that bro motorcycle clubs, mysticism power blast all this stuff yeah i'm like yo that's wild card chronicles bro you know what i mean like because you're, you're doing something that that other people aren't doing and there are a lot of indie comics that are doing things that aren't done and, and serving an underserved audience, they just don't know. And, right. and, and that's the biggest part, getting the um, getting the eyes on all of us. Because there are some companies, look at Unlikely Hero Studios. Man, they come out the gate and they they kill. Um, Aeneid Comics just did a, a great one. PETA Comics just did a great one. And there, you know, um, there, there are a couple companies that can come out and they do some pretty big numbers because people know about them. They've got a loyal fan base. And that is great for them. And they should continue to, you know, keep growing. There are so many others that are doing great stuff that are just starting to gain momentum and just starting to get the eyes on them and just starting to grow this entire um, community and, and coalition, for lack of better words, of independent comics. And that's it's so necessary in this day and age. Absolutely. Teamwork makes the dream work, like we were talking about at the beginning. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. We're, we've Definitely almost is. an hour already. <laughs> Um, so what would be, let's see, um, a word of advice or something, a lesson learned from, uh, you know, this whole process with Nightfall that you would give to anyone who's thinking or in the process of doing a crossover or a collaboration 
with other creators? Uh, I would say make sure you know who you want to collaborate with. And when I say no, I mean actually no. Mm-hmm. As in you speak to them, they have a, a track record of getting things done. The last thing you want to be is the only person walking while everyone else is talking. Right. So you want to make sure that you're working with the right people, make sure that you can speak to this person on a basic level. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to candy coat people's feelings and things. I mean, always respectful, but you yeah. can talk to these people on a basic level. And for me, my schedule is all over the place. I got to be sure I can call you or leave you a message when I get up at five in the morning, even though for for uh, uh, for Brian, it's it's two in the morning, but he just knows not he don't have to check it. And for BD, it's like noon where he's at. Okay. So it, with all of us, I got if I got something in my head, I can quickly send it to them and be done with it. Or if I get like with the cover we I, I got done for uh, um, for Nightfall, as soon as I got it, I sent it. I sent it to uh, Brian and BD, but I knew BD wouldn't get it probably till the next day. So Brian and I had to talk about it first, and then I mean that, that that's just for me being able to communicate with people on a basic level and know who you are dealing with up front. How about you, Brian? Um, I would say, um, and this is going to be hard for anybody who actually knows me knows me. Humble yourself, right? Mm. Like I, I, I'm not by any means humble, but and, and, okay. And so humble doesn't mean make yourself smaller. Right. Humble means take a step back. Whatever information you're getting from who, whatever source, right? Take a step back sometimes. Absorb the information, even if your first thought, your first, if your first thought is like, going to burn this whole place down, right? Okay. Take a step back. Think about it. Absorb the information. Take some time. And even if you stay with, oh man, we still going to burn this whole thing down. Learn how to communicate. You know, humble yourself so that uh, because you don't always have to be the, the greatest thing smoking. I'm definitely a person where. I'm gonna go with the best idea, even if it's not mine. I'm mm-hmm. very much known for saying like, I'm not opposed. And what that means is like, I might not agree and I might think there might be another idea better. I just haven't thought of it yet. And I'm not opposed to what you're saying. So we're gonna go with it. But if something else presents itself, remember at the end of the day, while we love this stuff and we wanna do it and on and on, we're also trying to make money. You know, right. the, we may not be trying to, with each project, make a million dollars, but at the end of the day, you want to get funded so that you can do the next issue. You want such and such so you can get paid. So you've got to remember, like, again, humble yourself and keep that business mentality of like the end of the day, we need to get the best thing. Whoever comes up with this best idea, whoever creates whatever it is, if this is the best idea, this is the one we got to go with. Do you also do your research because it's a couple things. So I'm sorry, but do your research um, mm-hmm. and be upfront about things. One of the biggest things, and before we even got into it, I sent BD and Lawrence four or five, six documents about the splits and how it go. And if we didn't do it by this date, then what would change? That That's work that normally creatives don't do, but you need to. keep. It keeps everybody solid. At the end of the day, I can't I can't look back and somebody's like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we paid you because uh, we gave you $30 out of the Kickstarter that you had put in. No, nah, fam, that's not paying me. Paying me is my dividends from the Kickstarter, not just my in that's a re- what I put in is a refund which is money like it's already mine so you're just giving it back that's a refund dividends is payment you know what i mean so if you have all of that annotated and stuff then that keeps everybody above board the research on marketing and promo facebook has changed in the last couple of weeks days the algorithm is working so much harder i've realized that i'm actually shadow banned at the moment like three people see my posts 
no matter what it is. So I've got to go in and, and try to work against that, you know, change up what what I do, how I do it, you know. Yeah. Um, so so do that kind of research. Know, know that I know that I get less hits on Facebook than I do on Instagram. Okay, so that means I got to push Instagram. A again, just do all of those things. They're, they're, they're just as important as the creative process. Your creative process is good, but the creative process leaves you alone in your house. Now the marketing and the promo and the business part of it is what gets it to the world. So do your research, humble yourself, communicate. You know what I mean? Don't let your pride and ego destroy things because again, your pride and ego is always gonna be there. And your ego has gotta be high going into a Kickstarter because you have fear of failure, all of us do. So you gotta pump yourself up. I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. We're gonna do this. But then don't let that interrupt your communication with the rest of your team. You can't just be out right. there like, oh yeah, I'm the greatest. You got to remember, okay, man, I still got to communicate with all my boys and, all, you know, whatever's going on um, to get the best thing out. Absolutely. It's like when you're in the huddle at a football team, you're hyping each other up before the game, but you're still talking, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's, it, man, it's right. It's so, it is just like that. Because at the end of the day, once you're, once you line up, right, you're still out there alone. Still, yeah. Oh man, I got, I got Lawrence running at me because he's a, a, a fullback and I'm out here at strong safety and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm gonna grab him, but I hope the rest of the team got my back. This dude is 300 pounds coming at me at 12 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Right. You know, don't just think, oh man, I'm gonna go and take Lawrence out. No, you need the team, man. So, you know, you better run, you better yell run just as loud as everybody else so everybody can pile on this dude. So you're not alone. You know, you, you really gotta humble yourself. Don't, I'm gonna take him out. Yeah, I ain't gonna yell run. No, yell, yell it, yell it loud. Let everybody know. <laughs> Communicate. Talk it up. Big time. Uh, that's what's up. I feel like we also getting a, a lesson in leadership with all this. It's it's so true. You know, like a lot of the things yeah. you were talking about is is definitely applicable to being a leader. And you know, to have something like this, you definitely leave, need those good uh, qualities to make sure that the team is functioning and and doing you know everything we need to do so that all of us can rise together and be successful. So. I'm excited to see you gentlemen, like I said, trailblazing in this area, these strong black men um, being great role models to our existing generation of creators, as well as the, the next generation who are definitely going to be stepping into your very large footsteps. So um, I wish you guys all the success with Nightfall. I have already made my pledge. And if they want to follow you guys on Facebook or Instagram, I have the, you know, look below in the tickers, but if you guys want to give your um, website information and, and other ways for them to contact you, please feel free. ConstantHustleComics.com, uh, Facebook.com forward slash ConstantHustleComics. Twitter, it's CHustleComics. Yeah, we, we'd love to talk to y'all about, you know, whatever. You want to talk about just comics, you want to talk about comics we've done. If you, if you, you know, have an idea for what you read from us that we'll, we'll we love talking comics, period. <laughs> All of us are here for that. We love that. Brian? Uh, uh, we hate talking to you, so we don't want it not. <laughs> it just sounded so bad. It was like, I love everything. So uh, you, you can find us online at uh, winglessent.com. So www.winglessent.com. That actually has all our social media links uh, there. You can find them. Um, Wingless Comics uh, on Facebook, Wingless Entertainment on Twitter. The ID is there. We're pretty accessible, too. We're, we're always in there laughing, joking with Moana, with, with Lawrence. And um, honestly, to any of these people, us, the three of us, obviously, uh, the Concept Moon guys, 
um, it's a, it's a, not an easy way into the community, but an easy way to access the community of independent comics and to kind of get your feet wet and just talk to people who really, you know, honestly love comics, love movies, love geekdom. And, uh, you know, they're, we're, we're pretty accepting if you don't say anything crazy or stupid. <laughs> True that. True that. All righty. Well, again, thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking with you. We wish you guys all the success on your Kickstarter. We'll definitely be sharing it out to, to our community. Um, Got to get my newsletter out for the week. So I'll be hopefully sending some folks your way. Um, and for everyone who's watching, please give a share to this broadcast. Give a share to the Kickstarter. Um, we're we're going to have one for the podcast coming out soon, hopefully um, later in November. Still working on that. But uh, if you are enjoying the content that we are putting out, please support, share. You know, it helps us to keep this going and to ensure that we're highlighting the all of the hard work that these great creators are doing um, and to ensure that this representation continues for the future. With that, I will say thank you guys so much again. Give us a like, uh, a share on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching the replay on Facebook. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Take care, be good to each other, wear your masks and stay safe. Alrighty, talk to you guys soon. Mm -hmm.